Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. 23 minutes to 2 o'clock and uh, I really, I had a wonderful morning because I was so happy to see a man who I think we don't give him much, much attention to, a man who hasn't really been honoured enough but I, 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 I have a feeling the people on the ground do honour him in their own special way. Judge Cameron today said goodbye to us as the Constitutional Court Judge and he retires after 25 years as a judge and what a beautiful moment and I think for me the beauty of it all is that he was here to see us honor him. He was here to hear people honor him in all kinds of respects, uh, colleagues from all walks of life and people. He, he mentioned the fact that there were two babies um, in the in that courtroom today. And I just thought it was marvelous. I thought it was marvelous that all kinds of people were there to celebrate his contribution to this country, to celebrate him as a man who has offered himself to humanity, not just South Africans, to humanity. And I couldn't think of anybody else to help me celebrate the moment and really salute the life and times as a judge that this man has offered us. Mark Hayward is a social justice activist and he joins us now on the line to to just, you know, I suppose help me pay tribute to this man that I think we owe so much to. Mark, hello. Uh, good afternoon, and thank you for having me. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was happy. I was, I was, I was all kinds of things. But I, I think I had a warmth in my heart about a moment that I think we we needed to all be a part of to say thank you to this man and the immense contribution that he's made to this country, and I dare say, Mark, to humanity as a whole. Uh, Pamela, I think I can only agree with you. Um, you know, this morning's. Uh, special sitting of the Constitutional Court to mark uh, Edwin Cameron's retirement really was deeply moving. Mm. Uh, For me, it reminded me about the potential that exists, still Mm. exists in our country Mm. and about the, the beauty and the capabilities of the many different peoples, whether it's judges or whether it's activists or whether it's the media or uh, uh, and you know the stirring words that were were spoken that reminded us of the path that we embarked on when uh, we adopted this constitution. And although you know we've we've gone uh, off track in certain respects, the fact that uh, we can still pull it back and that we still have systems and people that will allow us to to pull it back. And I think that's what Justice Edwin Cameron represents as a person who has lived the Constitution, mm-hmm. has made the Constitution not just a matter of law, mm-hmm. but a matter of values and a matter of principles uh, and a guide to his everyday life. Mm-hmm. I want to also introduce to the panel Lutendo Sikhojo, who is the president of Black Lawyers Association. Lutendo, thanks very much for joining us. Um, I, I was listening in today and I heard someone say, you know, as a black man, he's one of us. I mean, were those your sentiments as well, Lutendo? He said uh, earlier on, as people were paying tribute to Judge Cameron today, he said, I speak as a black man, but Judge Cameron is one of us. Were those some of your sentiments as you represent Black Lawyers Association? Yeah, we we, we, we do not look at him in terms of race. Mm-hmm. Um, we will look at him in terms of what he stands for. Mm-hmm. And for throughout his life, what we've seen, it is clear that he, he did not uh, discriminate against 
uh, black people and he has association with them. He worked with them, he worked with the ALC. Mm. And also, if you see people who are intimate in his life, you will find a lot of black people in class. So we, we can agree that he's one of us. He, 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 he resembles also our struggles. Yeah. I mean, his, his contribution, many South Africans know the, the HIV and AIDS one stands out, but there are others, you know, other trials that, that really have marked and shaped us as a country. The Sharpville trial, for instance, stands out. I mean, can you point out some of the ones that stand out for you? The, we, we also uh, uh, are aware of the other cases that he did in the, in the Supreme Court of Appeal. There's a case in respect of the admission of ESA evidence. That, to me, stands out because when the, the, the act which deals with the uh, admission of ESA evidence was challenged in terms of the Constitution, when people were saying it is unconstitutional, he was able to find a way to explain why it is not unconstitutional and why it can be used in a way that it does not infringe on people's constitutional rights. So that, to me, stands out. And the, the Holonisa case as well, um, to me, is another case which can be looked at. Uh, in terms of what, uh, or in terms of his contribution to the judiciary, hmm. Mark, you know, he he he's somebody that pe- people speak of as extremely intelligent and diligent and all of those things. But his humanity has just come through all the time, where people reference him as this this extraordinary human being. Where you, if you're in the room with him, you know, he gives you that extra attention. Where you are almost the only person in the room. He's he's compassion. And his measured temper and so on. I mean, what stands out for you, Mark? Well, I think you. I think you said it. His humility. You know, some people uh, who are very, very clever like to, you know, wear their intelligence on their arms mm. and brandish it and use it to, uh, you know, to make other people feel small. Mm. Whereas, what I've always known with Edwin Cameron is that he is very clever, but he uses his intelligence. Mm to help other people to feel big and to help other people to grow and to realize their own uh, potential. You know, I've seen it with him. I mean, I've worked with him for 25 years and I've seen the way that he will talk to an activist from the Treatment Action Campaign who may live in the worst possible conditions and live with HIV with the same respect uh, as he would talk to a fellow judge or to a senior uh, politician. Mm. And I think that's so important because it leaves people with a sense of dignity. It leaves people with a sense of their own autonomy. And one of the things that he has done is not, his career hasn't just been about this great man called Justice Edwin Cameron. It's about also the many hundreds, I would dare to say, of people that he has launched into a career of, of law and of human rights and of belief in, in, in social justice. So, yeah, humility is, is, is the word. Lutendo, I mean, for, for us, you know, as lay people, we, we see him as a specific figure. But for you guys internally in that fraternity, what legacy does, is he leaving behind? Um, the, what is important to us um, is the number of judgments that he has left behind. Mm. Uh, both in the High Court, in the Supreme Court of Appeal, and as well as in the Constitutional Court. Because uh, when we will be trying to solve problems of tomorrow, we will be guided by the 
current judgments, and we believe we're going to also look at these judgments. As uh, we have indicated as the Black Lives Association in the ceremony, that uh, with him, we identify most importantly with openness and transparency. And in these judgments, that is what we see emphasizes that whatever action that you are doing, which is uh, guided by constitution or it should be in terms of public interest, that should be uh, that should reflect in itself openness and transparency, accountability and responsiveness. So to us, that is very important. It's a legacy that we think is, is going to take us as a profession and as an organization uh, forward. Lutendo Sikhoho, who's the president of the Black Lawyers Association. Thank you very much for, for giving us your time and for paying tribute to this giant of a man. And I will take your calls on 891 Mark, stay with me for a minute. Um, he's not, you know, he's alive. He's still here, you know. Do you yeah. think he's going to give more of his time to, well, I mean, I don't know. What do you think he'll be doing? He looks fit. He looks very well. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I also kept thinking today that Retirement is probably a, a, the wrong word. Mm. He is retiring as a justice of the Constitutional Court. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that he is retiring as uh, a human rights activist. Mm. I don't think that he's retiring as somebody who will continue to use our Constitution as an instrument to advance uh, human rights and dignity in this, in, in this country. I think what we're seeing is just a transition to another chapter in his life. Uh, you know, today the judges of the Constitutional Court and the Minister of Justice, in fact, uh, said they already have plans for him because <laughs> retired judges often sit on uh, yes. commissions and yes. adjudications. Yes. Uh, so I don't know exactly what his plan is, but I do know that it's not to go quietly into to the sunset, yeah. a in, and, and to tend to his garden. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, we we we've heard of many many things. He he's spoken himself about just the amount of work. I mean, he 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 and many were just um, you know were busy with so much work. There was a lot to attend to. So I'm sure there'll be some relief there. Uh, we know that he loves quiche. Maybe we should organize some quiche for him. <laughs> but also, you know. I wonder if there is anything in the type of work that you've been doing with him over the years, Mark, that he he longed to do and couldn't because of the time constraints. Well, I, I know that you know uh, Edwin loves to 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 talk and to give lectures. He loves to mentor uh, young people uh, in law. Mm. You know, he, he loves to inspire uh, activists. Yeah. Uh, with the knowledge that activists will carry forward the, the vision and the mission uh, of people who believe in our in our constitution, uh, but he also likes to ride his uh, bicycle. Uh, <laughs> you know, he likes to to joy in the company of of, of other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that he will, you know, he'll probably do a diverse range of of, of jobs and uh, activities. He's got the energy and he's yeah. got the experience uh, for all of that and. You know, he's in a very powerful position because he commands uh, respect and admiration across the board. Mm. And that's, a, you know, for a human being, that is a very great position of of uh, influence that you can use to, to to continue to do good for society. 
You know, Mark, one of the things that stands out about him is just the manner, as you said, of of the kind of leadership that he had, of a leadership that had no agenda or an ulterior motive. So he he never stood out and said to everybody, here I am, you know, I'm going to I'm going to lead you because I'm a good man and so on, you know, never looked for praise and all of those things. I was reflecting today as I was looking and listening in. What's happened to that type of leadership? I mean, is it just that we don't see it? Are they are they there in small pockets? Do you interact with this kind of leadership? I must say it's not evident where we're sitting about the kind of person that comes through when you when you see leaders on television, on the radio, whatever. This is quite special. What's happened to that type of leadership? Well, I think you're right, and I think that's one of the things that we should do after witnessing the special sitting of the Constitutional Court today is have a discussion on on on, on citizen leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the end, just before the close today, Justice Mohueng, uh, Chief Justice, made jokes about the types of car mm-hmm. Edwin drives. He said, look <laughs> at his watch, look at his clothes. You won't see that you know he's wearing an expensive watch yes. or clothes. Yes. Um, but but then he he made the point, and I wrote it down. He said, you know, what you can learn from somebody like Edwin Cameron is that it's service to humanity mm. that must define you. Mm. And I think that's very profound because there's great satisfaction to be had in service to humanity. There is great rewards for individuals to 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 have in service to humanity. It's just it's a different type of reward. It's not measured in huge mansions that we don't need or expensive clothes or expensive cars. And, you know, I I was listening and I was thinking, actually what this should cause us to do is not to look at Edwin Cameron and just say what are his qualities Mm. of leadership, but actually to look, to then look back at ourselves, Mm. almost have a tick box Mm. on ourselves and say, do we reflect that humility? Do we reflect, do we have that empathy? Do we have values that are values that are based in the in, in the potential of every other person. Yeah. You know, when Edwin said his closing remarks today, he thanked uh, uh, the person who had been his domestic worker. Yeah. You know, yeah. for the last yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the first time in the Constitutional Court, there was a baby yeah. roaming around yes. uh, on the floor. I think it was two, Mark. I think judges. it was two. Two babies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the other thing, Pamela, that I've just been thinking is there were many, many very important people here mm-hmm. in, in this room today. I'm just looking at Justice Mosaneki now as, as we're speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but 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 there was no there was no pomp pomp pomp. Yeah. There was no security. We didn't have to come into this uh, special mm-hmm. hearing through X-ray machines and trying to reach people through their bodyguards and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the message that came out was that we are all equal citizens. Mm. Uh, we're all equal people in this country. We're all capable of doing great things and, and let that happen. Mark, I, I have, a, I think, what is going to be a very special phone call, and I don't want to keep her waiting. Delene, you're calling us from PE. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Go ahead, Delene. <laughs> Yes, I just wanted to say, you know, I remember the judge from when he was at school in Queenstown in about 1962. Yes. I was the teacher at the school where he was at at that time. Wow. Um, his, his sister was also there and um, he was in, in my class. Mm. So I remember him as a quiet child, um, 
clever, did his work, always interested. And so I just wanted to call in and wish him well mm. and um, congratulate him on, on his life. We've lost touch over the years, but just to congratulate him and say, you know, we can, I'm proud to have been the part of his life for one year. At least. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, you, did you teach him yourself? Yes, I did. He was in my class. I taught standard. In those days, it was standard two and standard three. And um, I, I had the two of them. I think his sister was in the older group and he was in the younger. And there he was. <laughs> Deline, come on. You've got, to, you've got to tell us something that was naughty about him. You know, everybody well, says he was perfect, this perfect no, human being. so long ago that I can't even remember. <laughs> a lovely call, to I do remember him as a studious child. And, um, you know, it, it, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a known fact. He didn't have an easy time yeah, yeah, in, his yeah. younger, in his younger years. Mm. I think it was difficult for them. Mm-hmm. And so they were away from home in, mm. in Queenstown. Mm. And so it was difficult for but um, it's amazing what, what they've done with their lives, him and his sister. Oh, thank you so much and for I that call. All right, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Really appreciate Bye-bye. it. Thanks. We'll thank take you. more of your calls or as we reflect on Judge Cameron. Today, you know, he retires as a judge 25 years in. And uh, I don't think we're going to see the end of him. I think there is much more that's going to come of him. Uh, he looked fit. He looks happy. He looks alive. I think we need more of him. And uh, I'll take your comments and your calls on 891 Mark Hayward joins me as we pay tribute to really a giant of our times. Call Pimelo Mutine now. So today was the official end of an era as the constitutional judge Cameron uh, retired after 25 years as a constitutional judge. And uh, we're really just paying tribute to this man who who has offered so much of his life to this country, to all of us. Um, he encouraged us. I think he we looked to his leadership, even though it wasn't quite official, for many, many difficult moments in our history. And I think uh, it is worthy of us to um, to mark this moment as a great moment and to say thank you to what he's done. And I think for me, the most important part is that he can hear us as we pay tribute to him because he's still alive. Mark Hayward joins me, social justice activist, and he's worked with Judge Cameron for many, many years as an activist. And he's busy sharing moments with us as well of how he wants to pay tribute to this wonderful man. 891 I'll take your call. Um, Erasmus is calling us from Woodbank. Is it Erasmus or Erastas? Hi. It's Erastas in Whitbank. Erastas. Okay, we were arguing amongst ourselves whether it's Erasmus or Erastas. Welcome to the show, Erastas. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Elsie. Hey. Go Justice ahead, Erastas. Yeah. Ed in Cameroon. Mm. I met him some years ago when I was a student at a law school at Fed. Yes. He was invited by Professor Christiansen when we dealt with the topic of HIV and AIDS. Mm. And at the time, mm. HIV, HIV and AIDS was causing havoc between employers and employees. Mm. So he made me to love and embrace labor laws. Mm. Even today, I am still specializing in labor laws and nothing else. Mm. So he has done well. This retirement thing, perhaps we are making a better way. I can guarantee you, 
<laughs> knowing uh, Justice Cameroon is going to continue doing wonderful job. And for what he has done for this country, we're thanking and we pay, pay tribute to him. Thank ah. you so much. Lovely, Rastas. Thank you very much for that. Monk, I mean, you know, we take it for granted that many of us can go back uh, and, and, and sit in the moment and the emotions of the moment when when we were in that difficult time, when, when treatment for HIV and AIDS was not accessible. Please help us and, and help those who are not there, who, who may have been very young at the time and so on, understand the magnitude of Judge Cameron's contribution to this cause. Because I think many people, you know, they hear of it, but they don't quite understand how he was so significant in changing the course of history for so many. Yeah, well, you know, b- before Edwin Cameron became a judge in 1994, uh, he was the human rights lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for eight years. Uh, I think he became a lawyer in 1986, possibly a couple of years before that. And in the dying days of apartheid, you know, some of his work on human rights was dealing with, with past laws, was dealing with people who were being detained, and so on and so on. But in the early 1990s, Edwin spotted the impact that HIV was going to have, the negative impact that it was going to have in our country because of stigma, because of fear, because of human rights violations. So in 1992, when nobody was wanting to talk about HIV, when nobody understood or very, very few people understood just how massive HIV was going to be in our country, he started organizations that aimed to protect the rights of people living with HIV. He started two organizations in particular. First, an organization called the AIDS Consortium, and then followed by that, an organization called the AIDS Law Project, which used the law to represent and to protect uh, the rights of people living with HIV. He also developed a charter on human rights and HIV, which he got Nelson Mandela and Chris Farney and Mangosuta Buttelezi and other politicians to sign on to. So what he did in those crucial years was to build a framework, a human rights framework for a response to this terrible epidemic that has beset our our, our country. I, I would describe him as the father mm. of the human rights response to HIV in South Africa. And what we later learned was that, you know, what inspired and motivated him to do this mm. was not just his love of people, but that's important, that would be enough in himself, but was his personal Mm. experience of HIV, the fact that he himself Mm. had been infected with HIV and so understood what was happening to people. He understood the meaning of stigma and fear from his personal experience. And then I think he made it his mission not only to fight for his own life, but in doing so to fight for the lives of what became ultimately millions of other people as well. Mark Haywood, thank you so much for that tribute. Mark Haywood, a social justice activist as we celebrate Judge Cameron, who retires as a constitutional judge after 25 years. Thanks very much for that. It's two o'clock. Let's get the very latest from Utsi Lesako.